welcome back to the collective show today we have shop anthony which i love him so much if you guys want to go check him out tiktok and his instagram launched to ascension i'm so happy to have him here on the episode and today we're gonna have like a really good dna activation uh episode to kind of activate the light within and help you reconnect with your being in a way that's going to be really impactful and empowering to your spirit but also kind of help you find realignment on your journey that will best help you find guidance shop is a shaman and spiritual mentor he also works with sacred plants and does guidance and integration coaching He's also a raw food lightitarian, and food is the foundation of spirituality. That is what he preaches. I can yeah. speak for myself. So happy to have you here because you've really too. been helping me on my journey, especially with just learning about my lifetimes with Agent Kemet and really helping, assisting me on my ascension journey just in general with me having that six gram integration with my higher self in my last episode uh you guys can check that out shop has really been i I really feel like he also his presence and his light is also what has activated me and being more aligned with my being because up to the point of when the integration was about to happen i was kind of using his content to navigate my own discernment on how to work with my own journey and I think that really has been helping me a lot and feeling like uh less alone I guess you would say like I've been feeling like I have been really connecting with beings in this lifetime that I've most likely met before and also that are just helping me expand my light and expand my awareness so thank you so much Shab I am definitely playing paying homage to you on my journey for helping me find my I appreciate life. that. I appreciate that. That was beautifully said. I, I love it. I appreciate you for, you know, giving me all the love, support me. And, you know, I appreciate that. That was, that was lovely. I love <laughs> it. I love it. You know, one day me and my wife, we decided to research ayahuasca and, um, we was looking at going, this was probably over 15 years ago. We was looking at, uh, you know, going to Peru to do a retreat. And, you know, I was very interested in the ayahuasca, but the only thing that was kind of turning me away from it was the whole, like, you know, the spell that they speak on calling it medicine. And, you know, you get called in these healing loops when I was looking for enlightenment and ascension. And when I would call these retreat centers, it was, they always tried to put me back in the energy of this healing. And I'm like, I don't need to heal. Like I'm, perfectly fine I don't have mental trauma and all these different things I'm looking for ascension so that kind of turned me away from it but uh my wife she ended up going on one of the retreats in Colombia and South America and the Amazon came back change individual and one day she was like hey you want to try these mushrooms at the time I didn't know nothing about no mushrooms so she ended up you know convinced me to do them I was like all right and then when I did them we did them together. We didn't know how much it would take. We just was outside. We kept eating them and eating them. And I was like, man, nothing's happening. And she's like, well, just eat some more. So we just kept eating them out of the bag. And uh, then once the experience started happening, you know, it was like, I mean, that's, it was so amazing. Like how I just, just was just vibrating with everything, you know, I mean, it's a long story on that on that trip but once the trip was over I looked at her and I said I said man why nobody told me that these was sacred I was like no one told me that these you know these mushrooms are divine I was like this is special you know and then from then I took 
we started to study how much you take. We ended up taking, I think, like six or seven grams a piece. And um, we started studying the dosages and all of that. And it kind of one thing led to another. Friends of ours and people that she traveled with, she knew a bunch of uh, shamans. We would introduce ourselves. She would introduce me to her friends. And then she told them about my experience. And we would, would travel with them. And they wasn't having the same experiences. I was like, man, why are you not having the same experiences as I am? And then that, as I studied that and I traveled with all these different people, that kind of led to the protocol that I developed, you know, of eating, you know, light, condensed light, which is raw fruits and vegetables, at least a week out, your exercise, your meditation, no smoking, no drinking, you know, and doing this whole 24 hour fast before you take the food of the gods. So, and then once people started doing my protocol, they started to have these elevated experiences and that kind of just brought me to where I am now and sharing this information and having memory of so many past lives through so many food of the gods experiences that I didn't, that I didn't have. Yeah. And when you say the food of the gods, like, what are you referring to? So I'm referring to the psilocybin mushrooms. People call them psychedelics, magic mushrooms, shrooms. When you speak a spell on something, you want to speak the highest incantation of that spell you can speak. So when you're looking to take something sacred and divine, as a psilocybin mushroom, you need to address it in its highest vibrational state, which is the food of the gods. That's how I come with that level of respect. And that's how they bestowed so much knowledge onto me versus me downgrading them, them to the level of a medicine because I'm not sick. So what would you call them instead of plant medicines? The reason why I don't like the word plant medicine is because, like I said, it lowers the vibration of, you know what I'm saying? It puts you in a place to where you get in the caught in this healing loop to where I know so many people that came to ayahuasca ceremonies over 10 plus times in the same place looking to take the medicine like oh I need the medicine I need the medicine I was like man you keep speaking this spell you're gonna be stuck in this same place you know what I'm saying so when I address things like ayahuasca it's a sacred brew it's a divine brew you know sacred plants divine plants you know food of the gods plants of the gods like things like that is how you want to come to respect this knowledge that's going to be bestowed on you and how you get to travel through these other dimensions of life, speak these higher vibrations on things. Definitely calling them sacred plants is a more higher frequency to call them instead of plant medicine. And I exactly. completely agree with you. Um, and also with working with the food of the gods, you did have your 176 gram trip. I did. That's got you some popularity on your content that everyone's (laughs) like in awe about. (laughs) So definitely share a little bit more about that 176 gram trip. I didn't actually plan on eating that much. I didn't even know how much I had was growing some food of the gods. And my wife was like, oh, you know, there's a huge mushroom in there. And I was like, really? So I looked and I was like, oh, man, that mushroom, that's for me. She's like, you gonna eat that much? I'm like, I'm gonna eat that. I was like, I'm so I planned for my fast. So when I did my 24 hour fast, the next day, when I looked in my terrarium, the mushroom, it doubled in size. And I was like, oh, this is way bigger. It's like, and she was like, you gonna eat that whole thing? I was like, man, it's, I'm supposed to eat this whole thing. I'm supposed to eat it. So I go ahead and I, I, I got ready and I wanted to make sure I was doing like a video every day on my TikTok. So I wanted to at least show them um, how I come to the food of the gods. So I set, you know, the the food of the gods on the scale so people could see it. And I had all of my comedic artifacts around it with like some crystals, 
And then, you know, I said the words that I always say, you know, my mind is light and clean. My body is light and clean. My emotions are light and clean. My being is light and clean. I have fasted for 24 hours and I am ready to receive the food of the gods. Right. That So I did that. I didn't even think the video was going to do that. It just blew up, you know, but then TikTok took it down. So I ended up eating that. And within five minutes, five minutes, I was already peaking and I still had three quarters of the mushroom to finish. And I was like, man, this is just I mean, I was I was really just maxed out, you know, and I kept eating them. And I was like, so I started on the stem, then I went to the cap, then back to the stem, because it was so big, it was like I wasn't putting a dent in it. I was like, man, I'm not even putting a dent in this. I got to finish this. I had to take breaks. I was getting full. And then I went on and put it down. I was like, all right, I got it down. Now, it was just like, I end up leaving my bedroom, and my wife and daughter, they was like in the bathroom, and my daughter was banging on the toilet. And when she would bang on the toilet with her toy, it would just go shh. And the whole toilet would disintegrate into frequency and give me the information of like how toilet started. And it would go shoot right back to a toilet. And it was like so loud. I was like, oh, and every time she bang, it just keep anything she touched. She touched the bathtub, it would go shoot. And I was like, oh. And it would just give me all of this, this information. I was like, all right, let me let me go somewhere else because this is kind of loud, you know. And on the day I ended up doing it, we had the hot water heater guy come and and my wife was like, I don't know if it's a good day. And I was like, hey, fresh mushrooms, they don't wait. They, you just, when they come, you got to be ready for them, you know. So then the uh, hot water heaters guy came over. And when he came in to check the water, the water was like spurting out. And I'm like, I'm processing something. He came in and he was overweight. And I was like, man, I'm nauseated. I'm feeling sick. And I'm leaning like on the counter kind of next to him. And he's like, I'm like, is the water working? Because I just wanted them to get out of this. Man, you got to go. And then as the water was like spurting, he he started to like grab his stomach. And he was like, oh, I'm feeling sick. And I was like, yeah, you are sick. Like he was he was literally like a sick individual, you know, with had like diseases and stuff. And I could see it on his light on him. And then as that water finally started to flow, it was like we both took this massive spiritual just dump. Like it was just like a whoosh. And he was like, oh, I've heard him burping, burping up some stuff. And he looked at me and he was like, what just happened? I was like, man, this is the food of the gods is what happened. And he's like, what? I'm not understanding. Something just happened to me. I was like, man, I need you to leave. I'm in the middle of something here. And I appreciate y'all coming out fixing hot water here. So I heard him talking to his his assistant, he was like, man, something just happened to me in there. I don't know what happened. And um, so he had a whole release. So anybody that basically came in the vicinity of me, they was pulled into the experience, which I, I talk about a lot, how you can suck people into your experience. So me and my daughter, we was telepathically connected for like eight hours. It was just, it was just, just beautiful. Like she would my wife was like, what's going on between you two? I was like, we we connected. I was like, I know everything that, that she wants. And she wanted water. And I'd be like, we want water, you know, and she would drink the water. But like, I was absorbing the water too, without actually drinking. And that's how I know she was full. And I was like, oh, we're full, we're done. And um, then I'm like, oh, we want a bottle. She's like, there's no way you want a bottle. I was like, we want a bottle. We want a bottle. Like, we was kind of like doing like that, like chanting, you know. And then she finally got the bottle. And then we was drinking it 
And she was like, man, I can't believe she's drinking that bottle. I was like, man, it's so good, too. And she was like, what it tastes like? I said, well, the water that we collect at the spring, I was like, I could taste the water. I could taste how it's in the ground of the earth. I can taste the water going up into the date tree. And I could taste it being filtered through the dates and this information put in the fruit. I can taste that. And I was like, I can taste the, the earthiness of the hemp seeds that's in there. I can taste like the water that moved up into the banana tree that's in the bananas that's in that's in her milk. I said, I could taste all of that. And I said, then all of that, like we we drink the milk, then we urinate it out. It all returns back to the earth. And then I said, like the, the frequency of all of them, I could feel it all like throughout the cosmos is it just like resonates and comes into that bottle, like from its actual level of like existence, its frequency level. I said, I'm tasting all of that is in the milk. That's what we tasting right now. And it was just like a, a beautiful thing. You can't even experience taste like that just in your regular state. And um, so then when she finished with that, we was kind of just, you know, just doing like communication between us with these these toys. And I was like, oh, Light wants to show you this toy. And she brought this toy to to my wife. And uh when she like slammed it down, she's like, she's trying to communicate to you like the frequency of the toy. When she slammed it down, the whole thing just disintegrated, just and then it came back. And it was like all of the people and like the factories that made it before them that led to the point of the toy. I was like, I was like, man, that's a whole lot of information. I can't even, I can't even share that to you. I was like, it's 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 too much. Like we was building at like the foundational level of everything. And then when she was like, she like started doing like, I can't even really mimic how she did it, but she would do like this tone to me. And every time she would like speak, she would disintegrate in the frequency. She would go, and I'd be like, oh, and then she would come back. And then like, I would like speak back to her and I would like go to frequency and then like come back. And we was just like in this frequency state. And my wife was just like, what's happening here? I was like, we, we tone into each other. I was like, I can't really explain it to you. You have to, you know, experience it. And then I had my wife sit down and she said, I want you to uh, tone to me. I said, okay. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up a whole bunch of your past lives right now. And she, she sat in the Indian style and I looked at her and I just went. And her whole being started just like resonating. Right. And then I seen like flashes of like her in India, her in this on this planet over here. They was just like coming up. She was feeling as I'm pulling her into the vortex of the experience. She's like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's powerful, huh? And she's like, man, let me, I gotta sit with that for a minute. I'm like, now let me show you like, because like in a past life, I used to teach yoga and I used to teach uh tantra. And I said, I'm gonna send you like, because we connected, I said, I just want you to feel this frequency. I'm I'm sitting like on the couch, she's sitting on the floor. And I said, I'm gonna tone this frequency to you. And you just let me know what you feel. I'm not going to even tell you what I did, but I tone like, uh, you know, sacred energy exchange to her, sexual energy for those that y'all don't know. I tone that to her in this tantric, sacred way, you know, and she just, I seen like her movements. And I was like, yeah, you feel that? And, and she was like, whoa, that just came over me. I was like, I'm telling you, I got major access right now. That whole experience happened. I mean, it was so many things that, that happened on that it was just 
I mean, it was like 12 hours. Oh, I had some beings come in, which I talked about this, where uh, me and a, a friend of mine who was actually physically on the physical plane now, but he wasn't there for the experience physically, but his being was there. And we was talking about this whole conversation we had with these phones. And I was like, man, you know, it would be nice to be able to call somebody on a phone. But this conversation we had thousands of years ago. And I didn't use the word phone because we didn't have phones. But just so people know, we use a phone as the word communication. I was like, man, it'd be nice to have a phone to call somebody. He's like, we already have a phone. And he, I was like, he's like, the food of the gods. He's like, you can call anybody in existence on that phone. I was like, yeah, I understand that. I was like, but what if we had a phone and I'm holding my hands up like a device like this big that we could call local without having to do a whole ceremony. And he's like, yeah, that'd be nice. I'm like, yeah, I could just like call you up real quick. And we don't have to do all this preparation, this, this, and that. And we had this conversation like this was like thousands of years ago. So I could see us like living, dying, talking about it on the metaphysical plane, coming back through the Stargate as a baby, you know, growing up as kids together again, talking about these phones again. Man, we had this conversation through it's just through millennia. And then now we hear on the food of the gods, I'm talking to them on that phone and we're talking about actual physical phones. And I'm like, man, I was going to call you on the phone after I was done on this phone, just so I could remind you about this conversation we've been having about these phones for millennia, you know? And then I end up calling them and we laugh all about it all over again. I was like, yeah, these phones, you know? And that was just, that was like the bulk of that experience. I mean, I can't even pull all of it out. It was just so much happening. I kind of got lost in like uh, certain areas of time because I would be drinking water. I had a lot of water. Like the experience was about water and I would have a bottle of water like in the bathroom. My wife was like, you keep losing these waters. I was like, I'm not really losing the waters. I was like, I just don't know when I set the waters because every time I walk through a different section of the house, I'd be in 10,000 BC, then I'd be somewhere in, you know, 500 CE, somewhere. I was just all over the place. I'm like, man, when did I put that water down? When did I put that water down? Uh, babe, I need some more water. And she would go and be like, you got like 10 bottles all over the place. I'm like, I just don't know when I put them. It's like, I know I put them somewhere. Like, my, cause my scene was different in the, in the house. Like, I like set a bottle down on some rock somewhere, desert, you know, and then I'm like, man, when did I put that? So I'm trying to go back to that place to get that bottle of water. That experience, I mean, it was it was beautiful. It was, you know, very enlightening. I loved it. I loved it. I wouldn't recommend no one do 176 grams fresh. I mean, it was extremely powerful, much more potent than anything I've done dried. And it was just on a whole nother level. That's beautiful. And I know you have this mantra the be light, eat light, drink light to give birth to a light being. And I know that you had this experience with connecting telepathically with water and food and the, and the water in fruits and the vegetables. So can you speak more about how like frequency and the vibration and telepathic communication works with even the things that we intake? Kind of like what diet we should be looking at to be light. Okay, okay, okay. We had a food of the gods experience. This was years ago. And I always prepared, like each one of my experience was kind of like, it was just one season of me. So episode one, two, three, four, and they just, it just continued on. So I don't remember what episode we was in at this time, but we got like a hotel. 
make sure we set everything up. We did our fast and we had our fruits. And at the time we was eating cooked food at the time. Now we, we just straight raw lightitarians, which I'll explain that in a minute. I had some uh, vegan tamales in there. And then I had cherries. I had water. I had mandarins. I had a lot of, lot of fruit. So then once we, you know, on our come down at a certain point, I was like, all right, we'll go ahead and eat. My wife, she was drinking water and the water was just like, I was like, man, this water is speaking to me. And the water's like, I'm everywhere. You know, she showed me inside of it, it's frequency. Like, and, and the water's like, I'm I'm a life force that you take in, but you can't really contain. And it's like like air, like your water comes in, you go, you urinate it out, you know, and then it goes down the toilet, goes in the ground, the ground can't hold, it comes up, like it it just keeps moving and flowing through everything, right? Signaling a signal of life. And then the cherries, so I grabbed some cherries, and the consciousness of the cherry starts speaking. And it was like, Man, you know, this, she, the cherry is like, I bestow a lot of information, you know, and the water's like, yeah, my water is in the cherry. And when the cherry puts its frequency in my water, then you call it cherry juice. And the cherries is, is showing me like how eating raw fruits, how like the frequency of it, it just puts so much information into you. And it's not even just the information, but it helps you to release any heavy weight that you have. It helps you to of sin as a, as a being, like I'm having this whole conversation with it. I'm like, man, the cherries enlightened me so much. And then I look at the tamales and I'm like, let me see what these tamales got to say. And it was nothing happened. And I was like, why are they not saying that? And the cherries like those tamales, is, they dead over there. They not, he's like, you cooked the life force out of them. They not, they, he's, he, the tamale, the, I mean, the cherry was telling me that you could eat the tamales and the material you know, your cells could use that material to sustain itself to a point. But he's like, it. they're not going to bestow any divine knowledge on you because the divinity has left the building, you know, once you put fire to it. It's like, it's like the form of the cherry is divine as its container. It doesn't just hold juice. It doesn't just hold vitamins. It doesn't just hold nutrients. It holds information. It holds light. It is condensed light. You know, and that's where my saying comes in. You have to eat light so you can be light so you can elevate in the light. You know what I'm saying? That's that's because even when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, you know, um, I, I want to be enlightened. I want to reach enlightenment. And they think that it's this real complicated thing. You know, they're looking at these, let's just say, like a Shaolin monk and how they're meditating, you know, all day and doing all these different things. And I'm like, man, even when you break down the spell enlightenment, you know, it's in light in in light in in order to reach enlightenment when you put in light you become enlightened that's what enlightenment is you must put in more light the more light you put in the more enlightened you become because it's in light in that's that's the spell so when you're putting things in like you know death force energy and you eat dead animals there there's no light in there. so you can't get no information from something that's you know that's dead that's dead, you know. You can't watch a TV show when the TV's unplugged. It, it ain't got no light in it. You know what I'm saying? But once the light is in there, now you can access information. So that's where the fruits and everything comes in. They got they are condensed light. And that's where all information comes from, is from the light. So all of your proteins and all that whole blueprint from that comes from the sun. The sun beams that down, that whole blueprint, and then the plant takes that, you know, with the water. And then it makes this nice library of information for you in the form of fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So when you are like being this light, 
and going through your ascension process, which we will talk more about the ascension stages soon. The fruit of the gods, how do they expand your light and awareness for you to access more light on your ascension journey? Like, what does that feel and look like, Shop? Because you kind of been able to experience that. That's a good question. Letting go of fear. You know what I mean? Because fear is a low frequency, so it's going to hold you. It has a weight to it. It's going to hold you down. So anytime you take the food of the gods or any sacred plant, whichever sacred plant you're dealing with, and you start to go into that frequency of fear, then you start to drop. So you have to be able to be like at a state where you're okay if, because when you take these food of the gods, these sacred plants, you're at, when people are like, oh, no one know what it's like on the other side. You on the other side. You, 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 you there right so you have to be okay and when people realize they there they're like oh i gotta go back to my body you got to be okay with just being there you know what i mean like once you get to that point where you're like i'm not afraid you know what i'm saying to to be separated from my body then then you moving up in actual like ascending yourself because you're getting this understanding of that there is no such thing as death you just walk from one density to the next and each density has a specific vehicle that you have to ride in in order to experience that density. You can't take this body to a lighter density. It's too heavy. You're going to have to leave it and take a lighter body. You know what I'm saying? In order to come here, you can't be here in a light body. You got to be in a physical body. So you have to grab one of them. So once you have like that understanding of seeing yourself through like different bodies, that's why I try to always make sure that people understand that the most important, one of the most important things you can do on the food of the gods is to discover self through time and space. So when you get the opportunity to see yourself, this life, in between, the in-between is important. And most people don't talk about the in-between. This life, in-between, next life, in-between, next life, in-between. Then you're like, man, I just, I never stop existing. I, I just, you just, when you pass through these gates, you get bailed. So you want to be able to, when you take the food of the gods, you want to have to hold your awareness to see yourself go through different densities without losing memory. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I just kind of step from one dimension right into the next. But when you step into the physical dimension, you get really veiled and you, you, you know, you forgot all about that. So when you take the food of the gods, it, it activates all that memory. And then you can learn from there once you get over your fear. And then you can start working on acquiring more light as more information comes in. You digest that. You integrate that. Now you take it in more light with that food, which is the foundation of everything. Foundation of spirituality is food. You taking that in, that's elevating you also in the light. Because even the word food, like breaking that down, F-O-O-D, when I'm talking about food, I'm talking about frequencies of optimized densities. So let's use the mango, for example. If a mango is on a tree, that's the right frequency, right? It smells good. It's looking good. But now when you grab it, it's solid as a rock. It's the right frequency, wrong density. So then once the mango, we know we're in the right frequency, but we ain't at the right density, right? Once the mango gets right, now you got the right frequency that the mango tree has optimized to the proper density. Now it's ready for you to take in. Now you're actually eating food, which is frequencies of optimized density. You understand what I'm saying? So that's you taking in that frequency and that light. That's going to help to elevate you to higher levels of life. These foods, they have so much information in them. And you got to, you know what I'm saying, be clean, light and clean so your body can access that information. 
when you eat things like, you know, dead animal carcass, it it coils your DNA up. Your DNA sit on these histones, and then your your so your histones is like a spool, and the DNA is on that spool. When you eat these things, it coils up trying to protect the information inside the DNA. So then when you eat foods, condensed light, when those biophotons from that condensed light hit that DNA, it opens up because light activates DNA. So then the spool uncoils and giving you more access to your epigenetic memories, ancestral things, you know, open up different skill sets. And even that fruit bestowing new downloads into your DNA, which you can access later. You know what I'm saying? Where you'll have an idea and you're like, oh, I had this idea. That's really not your idea. That came from the app. It was downloaded into you and now you're accessing it. You understand what I'm saying? No, that's a beautiful. Thank you for actually giving us a very detailed idea of what they can kind of see what that experience would feel and look like. Because I, I feel like on the ascension journey, when it comes to enlightenment, they think it's a one way step by step, but really it's a there is no one way. It can happen in unlimited possibilities. Like you even said, you taught me this. Kind of accept the unlimited possibilities of a being that is unlimited. In a limited being, that's kind of the first step into understanding how to connect within yourself and connect with conscious source. And I think that's a beautiful journey because it doesn't look the same for everyone. It's genuinely just being creative, having the play, having the imagination to dive deeper within yourself and, and just see how high, literally, how high can I go? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So much fun when you really can let your inner child just play in these realms of creative energy and imagination and visualization and just feel what it feels like to be the identity you want to accept in this reality. Give me some fruit, go, and I just had a banana. I feel good. Yeah, I got some pomegranates waiting on me. Ooh, pomegranate. I haven't had, a, I don't think I've tried pomegranate before. Pomegranate, that's my favorite fruit. Really? Yeah. That's like, I've been eating pomegranates for a long time. Oh, I never, I, I don't think I've ever tried pomegranate in this vessel, you know, but I definitely right. want to try it. That sounds good. I'm, I'm I, sure you had them in, in Kemet because they grow wild there. Yeah. It's delicious. They got so much information in them. Man. Oh, okay. I'm taking your word for it. Look, I wanted to be twins with you. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a nice one. Thank you. I think we don't we have. Oh no, it's not the same one, is it? We no, have, yours is bigger than mine. Okay, okay. I have the same writing on it. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's nice. My little Moldavite and Herkimer diamond paired together. I don't have no Moldavite. Everybody keep telling me about it. They like, oh, you gotta get some Moldavite. And I'm like, man, I haven't had no Moldavite. I had someone call me. Um from one of my videos and we end up talking on the phone for like man it must have been like a four-hour conversation yeah and he, he was a musician and he plays like at the rose bowl he plays classical music and he said that during his whole when he was in college for music he said every time he went to music class he took the food of the gods and he said that all of the people in class they would just be vibrating on his frequency while he playing the violin and they would just like really pick up on him he was like man every day they would ask like man it's something about you that's just this there's this attraction you know what I'm saying they're like we don't understand they're like what are you doing he's like oh I'm not doing nothing I'm just just playing the music and uh 
he said he would take like six grams every time he would do his music class. Yeah. And uh, I was like, and he said he could like see the music like in the air and just, he said, I just had a, just a deeper level of understanding of like what this frequency does to your emotions, yeah. how it plays on the body and everything. And he was like, man, I was just in such a, a flow state. And I was like, man, that's, that's beautiful. And then he said he would go to the gym with six grams on a food of the gods. Cause I put a video up about me doing that. And he had, that's what initially he called me about. And he was like, I didn't know anybody was doing high dose of the food of the gods and going to go work out. I was like, yeah. And he said, man, I was, was doing it for like several months at this gym. And he said that the, the, when he would go into the gym, the people that's at the front counter, they would ask him, they was like, man, we don't know what's going on with you. But every time you come in the gym, there's like, we have people asking us, when do you normally come to the gym so they can work out just around you? They was like, you got this, this energy about you. They was like, what is that you're doing? He said, I would never tell nobody that I was on the food of the gods the whole time. And all of these people wanted to, he was like, they would just come and work out by me while I'm working out. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So I thought that was pretty cool. No, that is so cool. Yeah, you should definitely speak more about the gym experience. But I also wanted to share, like, with the Moldavite, it, it's also an ascension tool. Like, uh, the Moldavite helps you ascend. It kind of calls to me. Honestly, I feel like this necklace just calls to me more than most crystals. But the thing about Moldavite is a tricky crystal because if it doesn't want to work with you, it'll hide with you. Like, it'll hide from you. Like, this one hid from me for, like, five. No, no, no. The other one I had hit for me five times before I got to work with it. And mm. this one hit for me once. And it was like in a random place I would have never thought it was at. Right. <laughs> when it comes to ascension, like the ascension stages and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, when you integrate with your higher self, what did that feel and look like for you? The best way I can explain it was is through this food of the God experience that I had where I end up going up, you know, through through planes. So I started in my physical body. Then I came up through like these like dark kingdoms. Like I was I was just passing through the bad neighborhood. You know, I seen all of these dark beings and I was like, you know, y'all can't really touch me. At that point, I just had the understanding that I was just this radiant being of light, you know, and I was just like, all right, I'm just I'm just passing through. So I passed up through there and then I got into a uh, a higher plane it wasn't I wouldn't call it the higher plane it was actually a lower plane but like average level beings are there right and I was in this plane and I seen a bunch of ancestors and stuff that I knew and also beings that I that wasn't my ancestors was there and then I went up to another plane where, and it was like less less dense because each plane you go up is less beings there because you 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 ascending up through you know the different planes of existence so when I went up to this plane, there was like, I had some ancestors there. They was excited. They was like, oh, we know you only got so much time. You know, we want to take you to see this king. So they took me to see the king. And, you know, he was one of my ancestors. He was very elevated. I could see on his life, he was on the verge of ascending to the next level. And he was telling me about uh, one of our ancestors, this female. And she was this, you know, this healer. She was, you know, a herbalist. She was the spiritual chief, you know, of her her tribe and um they're all saying it was like oh is she gonna come down because they couldn't go up because they didn't earn that level of light to, to go up there and she was on a higher plane so she ended up uh the king was saying like oh she, she know he here she gonna come back and then phew, this 
this massive radiant being. It was, I mean, the light on her was just magnificent. I mean, she was just, just, just beautiful and radiant, just so luminous, right? And then me and her, we end up, she ended up, we're gonna going up to another plane. So we're going up to these planes, and eventually we get to uh, where it's just the plane of two. So as we just kept ascending, and it got less and less beings, and we get to the plane of two, which is only only two beings can occupy this plane, and that's the male and female. It it, it represents masculine and feminine energy coming down through all of the planes of existence, engendering everything with masculine or feminine energy. And um, so in that plane, only one male can represent and only one female can represent. So in this ceremony that I've done, so I saw my ancestors drop out and I see my wife pop in because she was on the food of God too. I was like, how'd you get all the way up here? And 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 she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, man, you, you represent like, the divine feminine energy, like you in the goddess position, like it's just us here. And then she dropped out and then my ancestor came back in, like giving me that understanding that only one being can occupy one of these spaces of the masculine and feminine, you know? And then like above that, it was just the one, being. There, there is no masculine or feminine. It's just the one being. So when I got to that position, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm the one being it's, it's just me in that position only one being can occupy this position so i'm there in this position and i'm seeing like i'm getting the information like there's the one being and then outside you draw a circle and you put like the one being then you draw another circle around that you put the one mind then you draw another circle around that you put potentiality you know and uh so like in order for like any being, like we talked about, any being that's unlimited, the first thing it's going to do is look to set limits. That's that's going to be the first thing it's going to do because you can't do anything in an unlimited state. You can't you can't move. You can't you can't do anything. So that's where that potentiality is. That's the unlimited void of potential expression that can come into form. So in that that void, because even the mind, the mind is you know thoughts is different things happening in the mind, but Outside the mind is where that potential rests for formation and thoughts to come into the mind. So in that potentiality, it's just like that is just the unlimited state of no movement. It's just stillness of waiting for anything to be expressed to come into existence. So it moves from potentiality as it forms into the mind, and then it goes from the mind and conditions into the body of the one being, which is what we're all experiencing right now. We're in the body of the one being and it's experiencing itself through many different individuals, which is really just itself, understanding its own self because it's an unlimited being. So it don't know what it can do because it's unlimited, you know? So that, so once I understood that and coming back down, I was like, man, it's all about like, you know, when I my, myself was uncompartmentalized because each, each time you go up in a plane, you know, there's like you acquire a new position, a new level of life. So like you at the physical dimension and let's say you go up three planes. So if you was to draw like three planes on a board, three lines and put one at the bottom that says physical and you go up to level three, that's the size of your being. That's how large you. Are. So you are large enough where you cover the physical and you go up two planes. That's that's your size because you can't go up no more because you haven't earned that position in life. 
So when you ascend, now you become much more larger. Each, each time you ascend, you get bigger and bigger because you cover more of existence, you know, working your way up to one, you know. And then once you get to one, you will come to the realization that in order for me to experience myself as one, I have to make a move. And anytime you make a movement that's here and there, you creating two. You didn't you didn't you didn't dimensionalize yourself. So now you're moving away from one and you move it into, you know what I'm saying, two, and then you kind of fractalize down. And having that like understanding and being able to see it, you like, oh, this is the the process of awareness into where like I'm not gonna sit at one, but I could sit just underneath that plane of two. And underneath that plane of two is where the highest, most evolved beings exist because you could express more of your unlimitedness at that level and each time you come down in the plane there's more restriction you know time is more restrictive you come down some more more restrictive more linear each time you step down till you get to the physical dimension everything is very hard very you know time constraint you know everything is very linear but the more you go up then it's more like a cylindrical kind of circular you know aspect to it you know it's kind of hard to explain but having that that understanding of where you want to ascend to that level of the highest level of beingness on at that plane where those beings are you know the gods the goddesses sitting right there and from there you can evolve and ascend there too because they working on the same game everybody else is playing the same game the game of ascension so you can move up from there so then basically from there you looking at you the tip of the sword you looking at creating new planes of existence as you elevate to these new levels of light, because you at the highest level of beingness, but it's no cap. So you could elevate even higher. And you're like, oh man, I'm in this place by myself. There's no one that ascended to this level yet. And then as beings come up to that level, we continue to just keep doing this, you know, for an eternity. We are eternal beings of light. So that's what it looks like, you know, this kind of stages of ascensions and, and how I saw them on the food of the gods. Mm, that's beautiful shot when I was having my six gram trip and I was in that uh dimensional space where you know it was only me there what felt like it was only me there but you know there was a, a little bit of limitations concerning the, I was in a grid and I could see mm -hmm. light so I knew then like I'm not at my highest peak because I can still see you know like there's still limitations in that space right so what's the highest like branch I was at but uh, I want to just say when it comes to like the higher self-integration it does look unique for everyone and beat to your own drum I feel like there's a lot of seriousness and and more limitations added if you're saying a stage has to look like this and this and this really just right. go go based off what you feel is intuitively right to you and there's no right or wrong but like the feeling intuitively follow that feeling because that's you following in your flow state and kind of feeling the the flow of what your higher self is orchestrating the plan, the divine plan for you to ascend alongside it. Because you guys are all one. So, you know, that's kind of right. like you said, Shop, that is the ideal part of the game is to see how high you can go with all these limitations you have. How many limitations can I shed? And right. I definitely want you to speak more about your birthing ceremonies because I want okay. you to talk a lot about that experience you had with your son, how... The little game with the densities. Oh, in ancient Kemet, you know, thousands of years ago in past life where I used to be a, a pharaoh, we did birthing ceremonies in the temple. And basically a birthing ceremony is where 
to a couple gets together and they take the food of the gods and they're going to see what being they're going to bring in through her stargate. So basically they're going to meet their child before they bring them into the physical dimension. So because everything happens above, it comes down into the physical dimension. No, nothing is created here. Everything comes down into here. So when they take the food of the gods, they get to that space. They have their intention set. The whole, you know, set and setting is, is set up for this. We had a dedicated temple for this. We did it in um, um, the temple of Het Heru. That was just one temple that we did. That. We did it in several uh, temples. And so we would do this ceremony and they would get to a place where they would see, okay, this is the being. This is our, you know, it could be an ancestor returning or it could be a new being coming in if it's a new being that is a wonderful thing because it is extremely rare because existence is so large and new beings have to be dispersed out they would see like okay we're going to bring this being in who is this being and they would have that communication and they would know like oh this being was here before they did this they did that they created this temple they they brought this this is a, a light being we bringing this in we we're familiar with who this is so all the other high priests that would be there with the ceremony also they all having this shared experience and they would be like, okay, so this individual, we are preparing for their return and we we are familiar with this being. We know who we're dealing with. So then they will go ahead and after the ceremony, they will go ahead, you know, and and conceive, you know, unless the being gave them a specific date. There's a lot of little variations that can go into it. And then they bring in that being and then they are already prepared. They already know who that is, what this person is like you know, and the things that they like to do. So when I did my birthing ceremony, because we did two, we did one for our daughter and we did one for our son, Bright. And um, so when I did the one, because when we, we had our daughter and my wife, she ended up tearing and we had to wait till she was healed because we wanted to bring them in back to back. I actually asked both of them if they would come as twins. I was like, hey, when I had the food of the gods and I was speaking to them, I was like, why don't y'all just come together? And my son, he said, Daddy, we we too big of beings to both fit in a womb at the same time. And I said, oh, all right, I understand that. He's like, only one of us could pass through the gate. And I said, OK. So then my daughter, she was coming first and she came. And like I said, my wife, she ended up tearing. We had to wait for her to heal. And then she told me she was like, oh, babe, I'm ready for you to go get our son. And I said, oh, OK. You all healed up. You ready for me to go get him? She said, yeah, I'm ready. I was like, all right, well, then I'm going to fast my 24 hours and I'm going to go get him tomorrow. And uh, I actually wrote it down like on my board. I was bright being, I'll see you tomorrow on the date of the uh, ceremony, which was February 26, 2023. And um, so I ate seven grams, seven or eight grams. Um, and because I knew that Bright, he likes to be up in these higher dimensions. And I knew it was going to cost a lot of mushroom currency. And I was going to burn up a lot of fuel trying to get to where he was. I already knew that. So then I ate the food of the gods. And my wife, she was upstairs doing something. And I was downstairs. And I'm traveling, you know, through these different planes. I'm going up, just shh, going up. And, like, I saw myself, like, pass through, like, I don't know, it looked like an asteroid belt. I mean, it was gorgeous, you know. I'm coming up through this. I'm passing through these bright like stars and then I'm going through like where like now I'm not like in like the physical look. It's more like wavy frequencies and, and you know, just just geometrical geometry structures like sacred geometry. I'm like moving 
do all that. And I'm going up and then I finally see him. And he's like above my head. And I'm looking up at him. I'm like, hey, bro. I'm like, you ready? He's like, oh, let's play a game, daddy. Let's play a game. I'm like, you want to play a game? What game you want to play? He's like, let's see who the lightest is. And I was like, I knew when he said that, that it was going to cost me more mushrooms. I'm like, oh, you want to see who the lightest is? He was like, yeah, you, you saying you want to give birth to bright Ben? Then you got to come get me. You got to come up here and get me. I said, okay, okay, well, let's play. So then he shot up a dimension. I shot up. I'm chasing. We going up, up. He going up, and I'm like, man, we go this game. We went on for a good while. So then my wife, she come running downstairs, and she said, what's going on in here? She's like, I'm burping up mushrooms left and right. And I'm like, man, it's your son. He burning these mushrooms up. He want to play this game. I'm trying to get him to come down. And, and I'm like, we're going to have to hurry up and get this done because I'm going to run out of juice. And she's like, well, I'm, I'm processing a whole lot of mushrooms, and I didn't even eat them. I'm just burp. She just burp. She was burping them up right there next. She's like, I'm just burping them up. I'm like, yeah, because you connected me in a birthing ceremony. This, this your son. I'm like, all right, I'm about to end this. So then I kind of just expanded myself, like way out, like just it's to to like the highest point that I could be. And then I was like above him, looking down. And I was like, hey, I got you. You ready? And he was like, oh, all right, I'm coming down. So then I watch him come down like he was stepped down in, un, into a different plane of existence coming down. And it literally shook the whole plane. It just was like. And I've seen like, you know, beings wasn't even aware of him where he was at. He was like up in this place by himself and he come down. And then now beings are aware of bright coming down. And I've seen him becoming elevated just by looking at his light just by looking at him. And I was like, wow, look at this. And then I watched him step down another plane. It shook. It was like, and to watch this light being, and I seen like as each time he stepped down, he got more condensed. And it was just like, he was getting more like, like compressed, you know? And I watch him just keep stepping. I seen people like look at him. They're like, whoa, what is that? And I'm like, that's bright on the move. That's what that is. And then he got all the way down. And I seen it was like this, this ring, it's just like a Stargate, like, like the movie Stargate. It looked just like that. He had this ring, and he was like, all right, daddy, I'm at the gate. And then I told my wife, I said, Bright's at the gate. And she's like, all right, good. I can stop burping up these mushrooms. So then Bright was telling me that, you know, he was like, I can't just step across because you need a body to come across into this plane. He was like, so basically how he explained it, he said, I'm going to send my code across, which is basically like my essence, my you know, my, my, my beingness, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but he's like, I could throw the code across, but I can't just step across. So when he put the code across, it's like, there's this code that basically unlocks the gate for, for specifically for him to pass through. It's, it's like the combination kind of to his set is, is that makes more, more sense. So, but it's more than just a code. It's like, it's a part of his essence, you know, it's, it's a part of his being almost like you could, detach a part of yourself and, and bring it across so then as as when he did that i was like sitting in the chair and i felt him like come through my crown chakra just like and i was like oh bright's with and he's like like his being was inside him. so like the man basically gets impregnated with the being first and they carry the being around and that's why we carry both chromosomes the x and the y because we can you know what I'm saying? We can take a female or a male being inside of it. 
So as he was in there, I felt him grabbing specific genetic traits and DNA and pulling it from me as he would come from the top and work his way all the way down. I, I felt him in there. I was like, man, right with And uh, he was grabbing all the genetic information that he wanted to use. And he worked his way all the way down to my keys. You know, that's that's where your sperm is at. Your sperm, that's, that's your keys, you know. So he worked his way down there and he's basically in there packing his bags. So like each, I know in school they teach you like, oh, you won the race, the sperm that went out from your dad, you was the winner of the race. Really all of those sperm was you. You know what I'm saying? So all of the sperm that I have, you know, that that are the XY chromosomes, he packed all of those bags in there. So each luggage bag that he packed had like a different set of, of traits, you know, uh, genetic attributes or intellect to where he packed multiple bags so that no matter what bag make it, he good with that because he packed all the bags, you know. So it's like you're going on a trip and you packed all these different bags. Now, each bag has got a different set of clothes, a different combination that you're going to be willing to deal with on your trip you know so and then he puts charge into the the keys that match his his um his gender so he put the charge you know into the y chromosome and uh, and, and and packed all of those bags so that then when you know me and his mother conceive i take that his his essence his his spirit his you know his beingness and I inject that software into the hardware. So now the software is in the hardware, and now he's able to construct himself with the mom's hardware, and he starts grabbing her genetics and 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 adding it to himself over there as he's building his his own body, you know. And I got to see like that whole process happen, where I'm like, oh yeah, it make it makes sense because I remember carrying my daughter, and I told my wife I was like, man, life's with me, but I, she didn't give me the deep understanding that. My son gave me to where I'm like, yeah, all of those sperm, it makes sense. They all, they all one person. So then the ones that have the charge, they go much faster. And then the ones that's not like your gender, like let's say the X chromosome, they ain't got no power in them. So they kind of wander aimlessly. They don't, they don't have no juice put to them. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to put the juice in the one that you want. And then they, they go forward and you're like, well, I don't really care what bag make it because I packed all of them. You know, so then that was, you know, our birthing ceremony. And now we're coming into the point where Bright is about to arrive you know, next month. And that's going to be a beautiful thing, considering that um, Bright also, me and my wife, in our past life, which was in 1790, we gave birth to Bright in 1790 in Louisiana. And um, I was a prisoner of war. And I got her pregnant. She was, you know, a, a Caucasian woman. She was in the house. And when I got her pregnant, you know, she would lie about it and say, you know, it was somebody out in the town. And they had us kind of all lined up, you know, outside and at this like this this prison camp. And I know people use the word plantation, but unless you was there, you would use the word prison, you know. So this this prison had these stairs on the outside of it, and like. We were standing outside like the stairs all kind of lined up. They didn't know who the baby was. They were, you know, waiting for the baby to be born to see. So then this individual, when Bright was born, they ended up murdering him. And, uh, you know, me and my wife, we had to process that. That was like very hard, you know, to 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 see that. You know what I mean? That was that was a very hard thing to happen, you know. And when he came down those those steps, I could see my son's blood on that machete. 
you know, but he didn't know who kid it was. And I had ended up telling my sister, which I just found out is my actual sister in real life. I didn't even know I had a sister until this like experience led me to finding out I had an actual sister. And we actually met and, and hung out together. But she was there in this life too. And I said, I was like, man, you know, you think these people, they're going to stand and fight with me? I was like, we could we could take this place. And she's like, no, nah, they they imprison in their mind to this religion. They like actually a slave in their mind. And I was like, man, after all the beatings I took for people, you know, I had been raped. I had been beaten. I had been brutalized, you know. And uh, I was like, man, they won't stand with me. She's like, no, they're not going to stand with me. So when he came down and I seen the blood on that machete, when he like kind of walked past me, I, I snatched it out of his hand and I cut his throat. And then the other, there was other two other men that was there. I cut both of their throats. You know, I got, they, they was done. And then I told my sister, I was like, man, we got to get out of here. And she's like, oh, I'm going to stay and make sure everybody is all right. So I end up leaving and hopping this, you know, this this fence. It was like a barbed wire fence. And I end up going in some like uh, store and there was this this white guy in there. And I was like, man, I don't want to have to do nothing to this this person. You know, he was just an innocent, innocent person. And he seen like all of the scars on my back, you know, on my arms. And he was like, hey, won't you let me make you a shirt? And I never seen you. So he took me in the back, took some measurements, made me a shirt. He actually made me some pants too. And then I left and he never said nothing. I never, I never seen them. And uh, so that's, you know, what, what happened in that, in that story. And it was like, once I left that place, I ended up working at this like saloon because when I was a prisoner, I didn't actually like do like farm work. They had me fight every day and I had to fight to the death. And then when I would fight, they would, and I will win because if you didn't win, you you was done. You, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna die. So when I would um when I would win and the person was down, they would be like, Oh, you have to, you have to end them. And I'd be like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, Oh, you're gonna do it. I'm like, no, I'm not. So then I would get beaten. And then, you know, they'll be like, Oh, you gotta, we need more of you. So they forced me to like, you know, sleep with the women on the in the prison. And we had to have an understanding where I was like, look, if I don't do it then they're going to, they're going to, you know what I'm saying? They're going to forcefully take, you know? And so we all had that understanding. It wasn't something that we wanted to do, you know, but the one thing I did was I never put my keys in it. So it was like, I, I, they, I, they never called on. I don't know how did they tell them. They must have just thought I just couldn't have children, you know? And um, cause they, cause I was very big. I was like six, four, probably like two thirty-five. you know, just a physical specimen. And they wanted more. They wanted me to be an enforcer. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So then I would get whipped. I would get beat. And then when I didn't, you know, end up finishing the guy after I beat him, they would, I would get more whips, you know. And, I mean, my back was tore up, you know. And then I would have to fight the next day, and I didn't even get to recover. You know, I'm still bleeding. So that was basically my, my whole time there. I got captured in 1780. And I escaped in 1790. I didn't come over on no ship. I was already here. I got captured in the woods. We was at war, which a lot of people don't don't even know, you know, and I got captured and I was a captive for 10 years. But I ended up escaping and I was at this um, saloon, you know, I ended up working there as like a bouncer, making sure that the uh, the women was safe. And I got the head mistress there pregnant. She was a terrible mom. So I ended up raising my son by myself and who is my middle son 
right now. And um, he ended up, you know, going to New Orleans and becoming a psychic. And he was a very powerful psychic. And my my wife, which who I got pregnant because we're in the same life. And, you know, they end up, you know, uh, doing that to our son. She went and saw my son, the psychic in New Orleans. And we had this experience over multiple people, multiple people seen this and we never even told him. And she steps out and has a whole reading from him. And, you know, he helped her to release, you know, some of the pain of, you know, losing a child and going through this whole process. And from that point on, all of my lineage, all was free. Once I escaped, I had no one from my downstream ever be recaptured or, you know what I'm saying, taken into any of these prison camps. So that was the, you know, basically the story of of Bright and what would happen, how we gave birth to him in 1790. At that time, he was a brand new being. So this time he is still just a baby because he only been physical one time and it was only for not even one minute, you know. So that's what happened in that birthing ceremony. And then I'll cover the one with my daughter real quick. So me and my wife, we did the food of the gods. And she was laying down on the bed. And I, I don't like to lay down. I like to sit. So I was sitting in a chair next to her. And I told her, I was like, man, the ancestors, my ancestors is here. I don't know why they're here. It was a, a lot as far as I could see. They were like next to me. And they were like kneeling down on the ground. I'm like, I don't know why they're kneeling like that. And then I looked over at her and her ancestors, it, they was all behind her. And I said, I was like, man, your ancestors is all behind you. And they kneeling. I was, I was like, what's happening here? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, why are they kneeling like that? They wasn't saying that. They were just like in a, a one knee down, head down kind of look. And they, they wasn't like speaking to us. And then I seen this light, like just, it just like burst into existence. And I was like, what is that? And it was just so like luminous. It was like, what is that? And it was just like the light, it was in the center of like the room and it shot this beam straight to my wife. And my wife went immediately in pain. She was like, I'm in pain. And she was like, oh, I'm like having these birthing pains. And I'm looking at this being and I'm looking at this, this being going to my wife. And I'm like, man, this, 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 this being here is marking you as its mother. I'm like, I'm watching it. And she's like, oh, and she's going through these labor pains. And it's just, shh. I mean, it's going into her for a while. Then it stopped. And then the being shot this beam at me. And it was draining my life force energy. You know, I was like, whoa, I'm being drained. I was like, this is taxing. You know, I'm like, I'm losing years off of my life. I was like, she was like just drawing on me, you know. And I was like, this thing is just drawing my, you know, I was like, man, I'm losing time, you know. And then she stopped and I was like very weak and um, just drained. And like, because in like previous Food of God experience, I had seen my own death and I knew like how long I was going to live. And like, she just, just totally just blew that up, you know? I'm like, man, I'm gonna die way younger. So then my ancestors, my ancestors, they was off to the side. They like, at this point, they kind of looked at me and this light came from them and it came into me. And I felt myself getting more life force. Like they fueled me and gave me my time back. And I was like, oh, I'm getting revitalized. You know? So I got revitalized and then, so we, I'm looking at this being that's just, just resonating in, in, in the room, just this, this light. And I'm like, so now I got the understanding of what's happened. And I'm like, man, what do you call a being like that? I was like, 
So me and my wife, we sitting there and all ancestors is there. And I'm like, what do you call a being like this? I'm like, this being here is, this is a ascended being. This being's elevated. You know, I'm like, look at it. Like just, and I was like, man, you can't just call this being Stephanie. I was like, that's, you, I was like, I can't, I can't call a being like that. You know, and then that's when it just, it just like, she just like kind of flashed it to me. It was like light being. And I was like, yeah, light being. I was like, that's what she is. That's what that is. That's a light being, you know? And then I told it amongst all the ancestors. I was like, this is light being. And they were like, light being, nobody has that name. And I was like, feel it though, feel it. Like, feel what is what is you saying when you call that name light being? It's like you saying her name and she reminding you what you are. You are a light being. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, she is light being an Anthony. Like, that's so powerful. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, that's, I was like, that's, that's it. That's, that's the name. And then she flooded me with the information of the time we were supposed to conceive. And she flooded me with the information of that we wasn't clean enough to bring in a being like that. And I thought, like, man, I've been, I've been vegan over 10 years, you know, at this point. And she's like, you got to eat raw, condensed, pure, divine light in order to bring in a being like me. And I was like, man, and she's like, I'm giving you this amount of time to clean your keys. And I, she was like, I'm giving my mother this amount of time to clean your stargate so that when my dad activates your gate, it is pure light so you can give birth to light B. And I was like, dang, that's just, I was like, babe, we got to move into this raw, you know. And that's why I call it raw lightitarian because we are literally eating condensed light. You know, not all these old fake products that people got out here. So then it was just like we had to eat light in order to be light so we could give birth to light being. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's 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 what happened. So we had the, the dates and everything, and we we moved into that and got ready for that. And then we told everybody, like, hey, we're bringing our daughter light in, and then we're bringing our son bright in. And in that order, and they're like, oh, how you know? I'm like, man, I can't explain all this to you because you're just not at that level of awareness to even understand that. So light came through the womb. She already here. We did the lotus birth. We did home natural birth. And now Bright's on his way. So these are the birthing ceremonies that I did in ancient Kemet thousands of years ago and in other nations. I've been doing, And I just did them now. You know what I mean? So this is that awareness I'm trying to bring to people where you have, there's so many things that the food of the gods can do, but so many people get caught up in this whole medicine spell to where they not, they not here at these levels of like, let's see who your children are before they come here because you stuck in these vibrations of, you know, you got to heal, you got to heal. And that's like one thing that I wanted to say when you're talking about like the food of the gods. They're on temples, they own monuments, they in codices, they in scrolls, you know, they have been carved in stone, they're on artifacts. This is how we, you know, hold reverence to the food of the gods. So when you say that word medicine, you're talking about Tynanol. So it's Tynanol and the food of the gods, in the, they not even in the same sentence together. They don't have no monuments after no Tynanol. You know what I'm saying? That's medicine. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to go to some temple and you see Tynanol on the wall but you will see the food of the gods there. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I'm saying that these frequencies with that whole spell with the medicine, we got to get out of that and get back to the hotter way we did it in ancient times where we addressed it as 
the food of the gods and you came light and clean, knowing that you was eating something divine, something sacred, not no medicine. You know what I'm saying? We made whole temples and had whole comedic mystery school systems just for this, just for this. That's how sacred it was. I would love to talk more about ancient Kemet because, as you know, your girl just found out that she has many lifetimes working with ancient Kemet, helping build the pyramids and working with food of the gods back then. And uh, definitely just even Thoth is, is coming to me now, trying to work with me in my console of light. For instance, my co-workers, all of them really resonate with ancient Kemet. Like they have okay. tattoos on them and they wear their onks. Like it's it's very divinely orchestrated and so excited about it too because there's just so much divine wisdom that they pulled that that we pulled down to help right. assist humanity. You know, and oh, you should definitely speak on the experience you've uh, had when uh, you decide to plan uh, how they wanted to build the pyramids when you were laying in the grass that time. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, that's a, all right. That's a lot of time covered in there as far as time, like in lifetimes. Um, So when you think about like ancient Kemet, like I said, I used to be a, a pharaoh in ancient Kemet. And a lot of people know that the pharaoh is not just like king, but also high priest. And that it is the pharaoh's job, you know, to pull down information from the food of the gods, like the comedic mystery schools. This is what this was all about. You had to be selected. You know, you had to have a proper live it, not a diet, you know, because that diet, that spell, that word diet, you know, it, you, you flip it over, it died, you ate it and you died from it. Like that's your diet. So we had lifts, you know, where we ate life force. And um, so you had to be clean and do all of these things that we had, you know, meditate. We had so many uh, spiritual modalities that basically trained you for you getting ready for the food of the gods to pull this divine information down, just like you said, to help us send the actual plant. That's what, that's what we was doing. Now, when you think about um, like the pyramids, we'll use that as an example from that food of the gods experience that I had. When we came up with a plan of, you know, making the pyramids, that was like um, through multiple bodies. So like <clears throat> I'm in a higher plane of existence and let's say, you know, another individual and we get together, we're like, oh, we want to make, you know, some pyramids. And I'm like, well, how long do you think that's going to take? Us? And they're like, well, it's probably going to take us about, you know, uh, several thousand bodies. I say it's going to take about 10,000 bodies a piece. And we're like, you know, we got to factor in, you know, that we might, you know, have an accident and, you know, not, you know, be able to complete the mission in that specific organism. So all that gets factored into, let's just say this, this construction contract, right? So we start on the ground level, day one. So the first walking upright hominid, which I was one of those beings on, on the earth, walking upright, you know, we grabbing our fruits and we walking in the grass. We got to establish everything from scratch from there. So you're talking millions of years of this, this happening, you know? And then you know, we in this area where these, these grass plains, they were so large, you know, in, in the motherland to where now all that's desert. But at this, this time, it was all grass. And it was like the, the forest line kind of meets this grass plain. And in the, like the forest line, it was a lot of fruit. And we didn't have no no natural predators. It was just like, man, I, I this is actually my favorite lifetime that I that I had 
but I didn't have no natural predators and I love laying in the grass. I love just, it was like, I was so connected with nature and, um, you know, all of these animals would graze and they would, you know, do all of this pooping and these mushrooms, they was everywhere. They was everywhere. And we just, we just ate them. Like it was just a part of our, you know, of, of, of our living. So we would just eat them and then we'd be like, oh, and then like language started to download into us. And then we started, we had to establish that, you know, and then it kind of went into writing and it kind of went into agriculture and, you know, understanding chemistry and, and building a, a nation. And then what would happen is we would, you know, you would have one body and you would pass away. But as you had children, that information was also passed in the DNA. And since we was eating so clean, it was easily accessed. So these ideas and stuff, it would just be like, oh, you smart just like your dad or you smart just like your mom. Like it just got passed through the DNA, you know, and then when we would reincarnate, we reincarnate back as that lineage keep passing that information. We get the information passed back down through the DNA and also taking in the food of the gods, plus other other fruits bestowing this information on us because we've been compartmentalized. So we know we want to make these pyramids, but we're not aware of the whole plan because we compartmentalize from our higher aspects. So we operating at the ground level, you know. So this takes just millions of years to come to a whole society where we got these divine pyramids and we hear them like, oh, man, we finished that contract. Now we on to the next. So when I talk about beings that are ancient and because uh, a lot of people talk about that karmic will and how do I send the karmic will where I don't have to come back to the physical you know dimension when you're talking about beings that are ancient or like ancient elders who are even more ancient um when you're talking about a being like that beings like us we we don't take missions that require one body when we do missions they always require multiple bodies because our missions are so large where a regular person or an average level being they may take on a mission that take one body and they whole mission was to uh, let's just say, get in this position of, you know, being this political leader and they stop some bad laws from coming into place, which that helped everybody. That was that. That was just one body and one mission. Whereas a being that's that's ancient, they like, man, I'm trying to bring pyramids to the planet. That's going to take me 10,000 bodies. I'm trying to bring these temples, this knowledge. That's going to take me 100 bodies. So they take, you know, missions that require so many bodies to complete one one mission because you only hear 100 years, hundred some years, that's not enough time to really do nothing like that. You need more bodies to, to do it, you know? So then you have your individual mission within that body, plus your overall mission of like, oh, we bringing the pyramids and I still need to have children, all these other things. That's a part of my sub missions. Of, that's a part of that too. So like this, this process is just so large, you know, and it's hard to like see all of it because there was just so many so many organisms involved in it you know but when I look back it's kind of like looking at a fast trailer of it happening like you know sped up in a time lapse where it's just like shh, and you're like okay I see what would happen there you know because you're not gonna be able to get caught up in all of the details because you don't live long enough you would you would cease to exist in this organism trying to you know download all that information because it's too much you're not gonna be able to see it all so you have to see it in like condensed file where you got like an understanding of kind of like a movie trailer you know two hour movies they put it in a 30 second trailer you're like oh I know what it's about it's kind of like that so that's you know what we did the main thing that we did in ancient kingdom was was about ascending you know what I'm saying it was about ascending yourself as a being to higher levels of light and that's what the comedic mystery schools was about 
is that we got this divine knowledge from the food of the gods. We placed it all over the kingdom in subliminal messages, in columns, you know, in our different crowns that we wore and different artwork that we had it in. We kind of put it in your face like, hey, this this is the way you elevate, you, but you got to know how to come correct to it. And that's why we had the schools where we taught you about your your chakras and we did the yoga. You know, it wasn't called yoga, but we called it the poses of the gods and goddesses. That's what we called it. It's like our language, you know, was called the writings of the gods. And we ate the food of the gods. Everything was very elevated, you know, that we put out here, you know, in the nation to help pick up the entire planet. So that's basically what ancient Kemet was about. And that's why it's such a well of information that so many nations are continuing to study, even though it has been fallen for, you know, millennia now. For you specifically, how does it work when you're working with ancient Kemet, like your, the timelines where you're, where you were in ancient Kemet, but also like, do you work with ancient Kemet deities, like our ancestors from that time? Like, how do you kind of gather more knowledge on that? Like level of beingness, right? And like different beings are at different levels. So like when I experience in these lifetimes, or if I'm like in a place where I don't ate the food of God's where I'm looking at myself like through time and I'm actually able to access like certain beings, right? So like, since I am, you know, an elevated being. Now, when I would teach in the comedic mystery schools, I had like a class. So like, let's just say, because let's just say I was a the high priest, right? So I'm holding a class with the food of the gods. A lot of people like to get into my classes, but you got to be selected because I didn't hold these classes all the time. So then when you got in one, you need to be, you know, I would have been the selecting, but like, okay, we're going in this class. So we would do the food of the gods. Let's say I had three, three acolytes there, right? So it would be me and three acolytes that we're all, all four of us are in physical presence in this class. Now, once we start, things are going to show up and also be in the class that they not physical. So now I'm holding class with them and I'm holding class with my acolyte on how you will see. So now as I'm in this class with actual you know, metaphysical beings and physical beings. We're working on this ascension process, right? So now as I'm I'm speaking through time and space and I'm showing these beings how you elevate, how you expand your light, how you ascend, and they're able to be present through these dimensions with, you know what I'm saying? And so now let's say that I become an old man and I pass away. And my three young acolytes, let's say two of them passed away. So only only one is living, right? So I reincarnate and now my acolyte who I taught when I was a pharaoh, now he the teacher and I'm the student. So I'm going in on this ceremony, right? And we do a ceremony with the food of the gods. And then that's when the student, the teacher, who I'm, I'm the student now, realizes that I'm the teacher. And I'm holding class again, but I'm just in a younger body. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, you, you back. You know what I'm saying? They realize who I am, that I taught them before. And then the other two acolytes that had passed away, now they show up as beings in the class. And I'm teaching them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I done taught people for thousands of years through multiple dimensions. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that's just what I've been doing. So when it's like every time I take the food of the gods, somebody's showing up 
to be like, I'm like, man, I know it's like a whole lot of energy that gets to get to moving. And I'll be like, I'll tell my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do a food of the gods. And I always prepare a week out. People start showing up at the house. And it's just like, oh, you trying to, your being trying to get into this, this session, you know? And that's kind of like what's been, been happening. So it's like trying to get these higher level beings in these higher positions and understanding that, um, like you want, like the Pharaoh is supposed to be trusted by the community, by the people to bring down divine information to give to them. And that's why we wrote everything on the walls. So everyone had access. Now, as you, you're, depending on your level of awareness, you was only going to be able to access so much information that was written down. The higher your level of awareness was, the more information you could pull from that same paragraph, you know, that's on the wall. You're like, oh, now I get this part. And then as you keep elevating, you're like, oh, now I get that part. So, but it was there for all to be like, here, here's all the information we put it on the walls for you. Now you got to study it. You got to do the actual work. And then you start working on your elevation. But we put it right here for you to see. You know what I'm saying? We got the mushroom sitting right there. We tell you like, hey, this is sacred. Like, this is the way, you know, we, we showing you these, these things. And, you know, that's like what we was doing, you know, back then and having that like understanding. Because I just did that ayahuasca ceremony two weeks ago and beings came in. And when I had access to my full self, I'm like, hey, class is in session. And we they ascended right then and there. They was very dark. And they was, you know, had all this blackness on them and this grayness on them. And one was abandoned as a child. His mother left him as a baby. His father left him as a baby. He built up all this hate and anger and did all this dark stuff. End up passing away, held on to that. It dropped him into the dark dimension. And now they was there present because they was connected. They was the ancestors of someone who was there in that ceremony. And so I was, you know, I was working with him. It was two males and one female. I was working with him. And I kind of embraced him and showed him my light, flooded him with my love, showed him how I love my children. He seen me there at the birth of my own son, my own daughter holding her, looking at her. He was looking up at me from like my son's position of me holding him as a baby. And he understood me loving as a father, but also my son loving me as a son, you know, like from his perspective. And I just kept flooding him with that. And I gave him access to my being. And he was able to travel actually back into when I was a pharaoh and saw, and saw me holding my daughter and loving her then. And I seen him just, his resonance, he just started to like vibrate. And I'm watching all of this darkness just fall off of him. And he just literally ascended right there, all three of them. I watched all of them. Now they was much more beautiful in light, you know? And I was like, now, you know, you have ascended to a higher level you're no longer stuck on this lower plane you know on one of those dark kingdoms now you've moved up to a higher plane you're a much bigger being you ascended literally right here you have access to a higher dimension of life now you know and then they was real excited about that and they wanted to eat ascend even more and i'm like you know that's enough for today i was like y'all gonna have to catch me on another class and I end up finishing the ceremony up with them with doing a baptism with some water, which me personally, Shap, I've never done a baptism before. But the being that occupies this vessel has, has done it many times. And it just flowed out of me. I don't even remember the words that I said, 
but the words, the whole way I went about it, it just happened, you know? And it was just, it, it was a very beautiful thing. And, you know, cause I was dealing with the liquid of the water and I was purifying them with the frequency of the water, you know? So then once I did the water part, then I wanted to share the food with them. Cause it really was about, you know, them attached to this, this person that was in the ceremony and they, I seen that the female held up his key. It looked just like this, this honk. She held this up and I was like, oh, okay. So this, this your lineage right here and you have the key to pass through his, his line, you know? And I said, um, okay. So then when I went, I said, we're going to share a meal together through dimensions. So I went and I grabbed these strawberries. Now I don't remember exactly what I said because I had full access to my being, but it was very beautiful when I said, and I held this strawberry up and I said, look at this strawberry. I said, this strawberry right here, because you know, we're talking about self-love and we're talking about generational healing, generational trauma and all that. I said, this strawberry right here, it loves itself. I said, and by it loving itself, it loves its children. I said, you see all these seeds around this strawberry? That is its children. They are attached to it. You know what I'm saying? So by it loving itself, it loves its children. And when these this strawberry consciousness, you know, is no longer here and these seeds go into the ground, the consciousness of this strawberry can reincarnate through its children, through the seeds, loving itself all over again and its children. You know what I'm saying? So they had that understanding that when they pass through, you know what I'm saying, down through their lineage and they return, that they knew how to love, they knew how to receive love, they knew how to perpetuate love. And now in doing this, this type of work, ascending people, especially when they're moving from darkness to light, they, um, you know, it's the world is a more safer place because these beings, if they would have came in the state they was in, they would have looked to do like sexual assault. The woman would have manipulated men. They would have been abused. But now that they in the light, when they return, the earth is just more safe. So that's what happened in that in that ceremony. Yay! I'm so happy. <laughs> so that's kind of like. So that's kind of like with being a light worker, like being on earth, you also are helping other people on the other threshold. And it's not just right. um, humans, like it's not just on the physical plane, because that is exactly. kind of like what uh, soul retrieval and, and just working with the higher realms of consciousness is. Right. Exactly. 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 Be more light to also help beings that are not of the physical plane access more light within themselves. And that's why that, that takes a lot of self-discipline to kind of use your your discernment of what you should be uh, tolerating in this physical plane. Like, yeah, I should stop eating dead force energy. Like I should allow the universe to kind of shed away anyone that's uh, taking like energy vampires, taking away my oh. life, like stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. very important to shine a light on if you want to you know be the vessel of light to help other light workers find their light and then be the light so they no longer need your assistance as much that takes a level of self-discipline exactly and that's that's the thing that we was doing it was a lot of discipline in the comedic mystery schools you know you had to have discipline in the food you ate in the way you walked in the way you talked the way you carried yourself always just steadily uplifting people bestowing knowledge on people you know, because you had a higher understanding of these spiritual sciences, you know, it's just like, you know, um, um, you know, when we're talking about like 
spirituality. Spirituality is just unseen science, and science is seen spirituality, but they the same thing, you know. It's just science, physical science has to catch up to the level of spirituality, you know. That's really what it is. That was a really beautiful, like, explanation. Like, seriously, that 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 was good. <laughs> write that down, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... Thank you so much, Shop, for being on this episode. You have given us so much divine wisdom. And honestly, I just know I'm going to be working with you more, you know, in this lifetime and definitely going to come and do one of the uh, sacred planet ceremonies with you. Because oh, I need yeah, to help me with my keys and stargates, you know, I need that. <laughs> <I need that>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely that's that's great i love being on the podcast you got a beautiful energy i love the work that you're doing and i just love the way you speak you know every time we have a conversation it's always a good conversation and we end up being on the phone for like a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> you channel you're channeling a lot of messages when you're speaking and mm -hmm. that's a lot of divine wisdom and i, I love that about you because it's like you have a lot to say and it's coming in a way that's like really trying to assist in humanity but also beyond that and and so I I give you encouragement to keep being your authentic self and definitely still just doing the work that you're doing like you're doing the work that you're doing is more than enough and, and even even that. your presence like even your presence is activating people's DNA light codes and and that is truly what we need at this time so <laughs> i appreciate that i appreciate that thank you so much for having me on <laughs> i love you so much shop and i definitely can't wait to work with you more all right i love you too it was it was awesome it was awesome i was very <laughs> excited about it and i'm glad that i got to get it out and yeah it was beautiful <laughs>